This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Another one. <laughs> it is another on the block another here with Stricken Bach. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was an idea, uh, I think, uh, that Strick had from a Lincoln Salt Dogs game that we went to last Friday. Yeah, I think we can incorporate another one. And so so we have, it is another on the block here with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. And we are here every day with you from 4 to 6, breaking down the latest in Husker sports news and sports from around the globe, around the nation, more likely. We don't usually do national, you know, worldwide sports. But in any case, uh, we're, we're right here in Lincoln, and that's where we like to cover. And there was a lot to cover today from the Husker football practice. And uh, we'll get right into that here in a second. Strick, how's, uh, how are things going today? Well, today was a good day. Um, I hope I don't say that like it's I, – I really do think that each day is a good day. Why? Because I took another breath. I am grateful uh-huh. to be here. I'm in my right mind. I'm healthy. You know, I'm Man. here on the block with my guy, Jake Bakovin. That's right. And I got a chance to to grow a little bit today. Um, you know, I, I, I like I'm, – I'm starting to take on the, um, the, the quote of learning forever learning. Like you never can learn enough. You're you're always at a point of learning. If you ever get to a point where you think you've learned everything or you've gotten to a point where you're above anything of growth, then you you've lost the battle. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing in sports. Like if, if you get to a point in sports where you think you know everything and the coach can't teach you or or um, you can't get anything from another player or, or something from a film session and uh, i.e. your uh, uh, Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. So I, 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 we, we went today to the uh, broadcaster's convention, me and Mark. We happened to be there and, and I got a chance to learn some things about how to tell the stories, how to be able to convey a message. And those are some things that is, is uniquely different for me. I'm, I'm used to telling the story on the court, yeah. you know, and then you have to sit in here and have an opportunity to uh, share the context of what it is that you're, you're trying to share with the listeners. And I think it's a beautiful thing. So it's a beautiful day for me. Yeah, and, and while we're on the, the subject of broadcasting, too, I just want to give a quick shout-out uh, to, to Rick Alloway, who has uh, helped so many at the University of Nebraska, especially including myself, uh, was inducted into the Nebraska Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame. So good shout-out there. Uh, but uh, let's jump in here to the Husker football quotes from today's practice. There's a lot to break down. We'll break it down uh, as we listen to these guys. And uh, let's let's start with Whipple, I think. Mark Whipple, um, just uh, there's a lot of different things to think about as uh, as we go from camp. And here's just how Whipple thinks camp has gone so far. Uh, better before today. But uh, 
We had a bad day today. Uh, I think the guys were tired. They felt sorry for themselves. Defense did a nice job today. A couple turnovers, but I didn't like the way we responded. Same thing happened in the spring, and so I kind of don't evaluate it till see what happens the next day. We come back, we're off, and then see what they come back with. Trying to build some leadership, but they've been pretty good all the way through. Just today was a, a down day. So there you hear it from Mark Whipple, and, and that was kind of the message of today, not just with Whipple, but uh, a lot of the offensive players talking. The defense got the better of them today, uh, and that can happen from time to time. Like you said, maybe reminiscent of something that happened in spring. Um, I, I, I don't like – I'm not in complete panic mode. Like the offense just isn't going to be able to get off the ground. Um, but I do think that there's that there, you might see some inconsistencies from week to week about what you're going to get out of your offense, especially early on, while they're still trying to familiarize themselves with each other. Here's a key thing about what he said. He spoke about the fact of, in the spring, how they responded. That's the thing that we've been talking about in a roundabout way with regards to the quarterbacks, you know, with the defense or whatever the case may be, it's it's not actually the mistakes or the situation, the quarterback situation, how is it going to happen once there is. I think you've got to look at the, the, the response from that. And that's the part that I'm not, like you're saying, worried about per se, because it's not dictated until he sees what happens the next day when they come back. Obviously, it's a day off and then they're going to come back. But I'm 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 looking at that part. Like what is the response like when stuff doesn't go the same? That's what it's important as when we talk to Cluster Johnson and we talk to others about how they responded from adversity. And when you're not used to having people in the trenches with you or you're not used to knowing how they're going to fight that battle or how you can uh, uh get them or poke the bear to get them to to step up or, or to make a, a, an adjustment or to make a change. That's the parts that you don't have per se, when you're not used to being together, that's the part that's going to dictate whether or not Nebraska has success this year or, or, or they struggle. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's it, it, to, to be fair too with this offense, um, which struggled today is there might, might not be at full go. Trey Palmer was sick, didn't play today. Torna Corcoran's been out, but, it's football. You, you expect that um, throughout the season as well. So you can't use that as an excuse every time one of your leaders is, is out. And another theme for today was trying to find more of that leadership, more of those leaders. Um, here again is Mark Whipple, if you, if you heard him again for that previous quote, was saying that guys felt sorry for themselves today. What did he mean by that? They didn't like getting yelled at. <laughs> you know, that way. Just, you know, at least they knew. They didn't come out with any juice and uh, – um, and so sometimes that happens. You got to, and it's going to happen if you play 12 games. And uh, we got to find a way. Got to take care of the ball better. There was a couple turnovers, but um, um, the guys have been fighting. It's been a really good camp. It's, it's, it's been a real good camp. So there you have it. Not just, you know today's performance, not indicative of the camp's performance altogether, but just not having that juice was that. Did you ever? I mean, you see that too with, in basketball as well. Obviously, you've played in all three sports, but um, do you? There's more than three, and you've played more than three. Uh, but in any case, you've uh, what did, was that a, a problem? A consistent problem? Where does that come from? Not having juice, 
maybe not so much in a practice, maybe you can understand the long, you know, summer days or whatever, but you see it in games too. How could you, and it's kind of unfathomable for, for at least, you know, people that kind of sit back and think are all the, you know, looking forward to the game and building their day around it, that the players don't have the juice that day. How does that happen? Well, it's a mental component, right? That's the part where you've got to build the resiliency in that. You learn your lessons from it. You understand it. If you can't basically put a, you know, a, a, a point in it or you can't um, see it for yourself or when it's explained to you, you try to just write it off as if it's nothing, that's when it can become an issue. But if you can, uh, you can see it, understand it, address it, then you can learn how to grow out of it because there's those days when you're tired. Like I, I tell people all the time, you know, in playing in the NBA, you know, 30% of it is talent and athleticism and your abilities, right? Like 70 to 80% of it's mental mm. because it's those back-to-back games. It's those five games in seven days. It's those ones towards the tail end of it, right, that you're just like, oh, man, shoot around the day. I don't feel like it. That you've got to, in your mind, you know, drum up some motivation and I think that's what made the greats like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and the likes of them so great is because they can always find something in the next one in the next game in the next minute in the next quarter to be able to drive them to continue to press on that's what it's going to have to come down to because when you're tired you get into that fourth quarter and and, and, and and it's all on the line and the humidity is hitting on you and you're wore out and they're beating down on you and the, D, and the offense is troubled and they can't get anything going and you have to show up on the defense that you're just like freaking offense. You know, you're mad at them, but yeah. at the same time, dang, I got to cover these suckers. No, yeah, I got to cover their back until they can get right. Those are the things that you have to learn in those situations and it's unfortunate. That's, this is the best time you can learn it, though, is – in in practice when you have to be able to assess it address it and then learn from it and grow we are playing uh mark whipple of course new nebraska offensive coordinators uh sound bites today from post-practice interviews the media was able to go and watch uh plenty of of, of practice uh and then afterwards uh we're able to get some comments so here is mark whipple talking today about how the quarterbacks have to lead better like i told him today i can only get you on the sideline all right, the quarterback's got to take control. Casey got to be better. Chubba wasn't those two guys I got on today a little bit. They're the guy in the huddle that speaks where 10 other guys listen. So their conviction and everything else. So, um, but you're going to have those things. As I said we got 12 games. I, I'd like to think we're going to we could win them all, but you're going to have some some bumps in the road, and then you got to learn from it. we did this spring. So, I think all the guys. Travis has been been a leader, and we got some new faces. So, um, you know, but I like where we're heading overall. So real real, real quick, uh, on yeah. the text line, you know, somebody just asked that question. How do we not have any leadership on the offensive side of the ball in Scott Frost's fifth year? I think I think in a, in 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 essence, uh, coach just answered that question. Um, coach Whipple did in that he was basically saying there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of other people that are kind of finding their way in those different positions. Um, you, you know, I think Jacquez Yant and those guys that have all, all been there, you lose the, the heartbeat um, of your of your line core, which is the center, 
which, oh, yeah. which is Cam, you lose that. So normally it would be somebody from that position. Adrian Martinez is not there no more. Yes, you're hoping that Chubb or you're hoping um, that Casey becomes it. You know, you don't have anybody from the receiver core that's that was there. Most of them is gone. You know, Betts is now no longer around. Mm -hmm. So guys that were mostly there in that room are not necessarily there. So I think Whipple answered that question. They're still trying to identify those particular individuals and, and, and find out who they are and, and allow them to, to grow into those positions. And this is, this is where you have days like this sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. And along those lines, it's kind of interesting. Um, like I said, Turner Corcoran was out. We'll get uh, Mark Whipple's kind of quote on that here in just a second. Um, but uh, the, the offensive line, like you said, sometimes the, the center kind of leads that group. Um, they're going to have to find leadership around there. Apparently, Turner Corcoran's been that guy. Um, but I was just kind of thinking when I think about hey, Nori. Yeah, Nori's Nor out, but Nor too. Yeah, Nori's out. out. Um, and that was a big hit for this offensive line. I think yeah. he was probably your second-best offensive lineman that was available. Teddy yeah. Prosca might have been your, your second-best all in totality, but, I mean, he was a game and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that doesn't yeah. do much doesn't for you. doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, but in any case, um, I, I was just kind of thinking that um, – you know, when you kind of think about it, and, and people do these off-season lists and they've kind of come to an end as we get closer to, to the season, it's like, who's the most indispensable Husker? Who's the most important Husker? Um, and when it when you're talking about leadership and all that stuff, it's just so much newness. It's hard for me to think of a guy, you know, even with the, with the guys that they brought to Big Ten Media Day, um, Travis Vokalek really good you expect him to to be a pretty darn good tight end but i don't think he's elevated his play at least so far in his career to a level of like man you just can't your season's gonna be in trouble if you lose him right um i just don't know if there's a player like that usually you can point to the quarterback but we might have a bit of a quarterback race maybe that's you know maybe it's not much of a drop off there there's just a lot, a lot of depth in the running back and wide receiver rooms, but is anybody kind of standing out more than so than the other guys? We don't know. We'll, we'll have to kind of wait for that um, to show up. So I, I, I don't know. Those those most indispensable Husker lists, I think, are a little bit more interesting this offseason because I think it has less to do with, um, you know, the, the, the top-end talents and maybe more so to do with the depth that's behind them. Um, and, and that's where you kind of find the, the, the more important guys that mm -hmm. you just can't lose. And Turner Corcoran feels like one of those guys. Now, I know he didn't play great at tackle last year. Um, they're going to likely and, and hopefully, I think the hope is to move him inside um, with uh, with some other guys, you know, stepping up at tackle if they can, if they if they can trust it, they have to be able to trust Bryce Binhart. They have to be able to keep T Teddy Prohaska healthy. Maybe Brant Banks starts if 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 not, maybe that's who you got as your backup guy. But um, and and he was playing where Corcoran usually does play um, today, so um, that's kind of interesting. Um, but in any case. Turner Corcoran's been out, and you just feel like, you know, one of those mainstays on that offensive line, especially with his leadership, he might be right up there with the most indispensable Huskers, even though his play didn't what didn't maybe warrant that from last season. But here's Mark Whipple talking about uh, maybe when they could get Turner Corcoran back. Uh, that's just in the, whatever the medical people say. I don't even, I don't even, I've been a head coach and don't ever, I didn't, I might have gone to Brown, but I didn't major in science, so. I don't have. Any, I'm not making any doctor's, uh, you know, decisions. I don't. You know, it's like I don't. It's football. You know, it's like hey, the, the the safety of our players is is number one. You know. No, well, it's going to happen during the season. You're not going to have all five guys all the way through. So we're building some depth on that. So 
that's that's the positive with it when somebody's out. Same, we had some guy, more guys nicked and they were tired, but at other positions. But yeah, with that, when he's back, he's back and he'll be ready to go. And he's shown enough as a guy that's played before, so not worried about about him that way. Well, there you go. There you have it from from Whipple. You don't know, um, obviously, if it gets a little bit closer to game day and he's still in shorts like he was today, um, you start to worry a a little bit more about it. But um, like like Whipple said, maybe you're kind of developing some much needed depth, which will which is, is part of the conversation I was just having about the fear there. Uh, Whipple here also talked about Casey's job to lose. We heard that from Scott Frost. Uh, I believe on, was that Friday, Saturday? I think it was Friday. Um, and uh, here's Mark Whipple kind of uh, talking about that in, in his quarterback position. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got experience. He's played, you know, at, at Texas, and he's done a really good job. You know, and then yesterday we gave Chubba a lot more reps. He did a good job, and I was a little disappointed he didn't come back better today. And then, uh, you know, you need two, and Logan's the third right now, and he's, he's gotten a lot better and, you know, got experience in this day, you know. Guys just get hurt, hurt more. The game's faster, and uh, you know you don't want anybody to get hurt, especially the quarterbacks. But you know that would be the way. You know Casey's getting one rep. Chubb is getting a lot of. They're splitting the one reps, and uh, um, you know in situations and things like that. Plays. I go by plays more than a lot of times. If they haven't had a rep on a play or needed it, made a miscue on one, that they'll get they'll get it. Uh, you know the next day. So there you have it. Within that, I think was probably the, the the quote of the day or the the insight of the day is that Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy splitting one reps uh, right now. Um, what do you make of that this late in camp? I mean, it was <laughs> it was figured that Casey Thompson, it's Casey's job to lose. Is he closer to to losing it than we maybe previously had thought? I mean, I think you just got to have both of them ready, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what I've been saying is that. What is the leash? How you, you you know how the dogs you 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 you've seen puppies? Oh yeah. You know the puppies, the new the new leashes that they put on the puppies where it has you can either lock it. Oh yeah. And it goes so far and it gets stopped, yeah. or you can allow it to just kind of go a little bit further down the road on you. Oh yeah. What is that leash link like for this quarterback room, right? And I think it still needs to be prefaced, Bach. I think it still needs to be addressed as to I think that they're having conversations with the quarterback group to say there's expectations and don't get discouraged. Respond. Maybe we'll take you out and allow a couple of series to get some reps for this guy. Don't let that bother you. That doesn't mean anything. It's just this is those are the conversations that I think needs to be had. And 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 you can maybe see it with that type of, you know, ordeal with one one and one splitting of reps. There's probably gonna be Casey Thompson's gonna play two quarters. There's going to be a couple series potentially that Purdy gets in there, possibly. Doesn't mean nothing. You do that early in these particular games, right? You won't want to do that when you get to Oklahoma. No. You want to know by the time you get to Oklahoma who's running the ship and how long is that leash going to go. You know what I mean? If if he makes two mistakes and he responds, that's different than having two mistakes head down, coming to the sideline, throwing his helmet, and then you don't you're worried about what the next series is going to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I fine. think that's those are the that's what we're hearing. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Sutter Heyman text line, tell me if I'm crazy. 
But I, I kind of, this is what I'm getting, 402-464-5685. Just, 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 that's what I'm hearing out of Coach Whipple, that these type of situations are kind of developing the way that they are. Uh, and off the, off the text line, somebody says, I've been hearing we're going to have a two-quarterback season, so both taking ones makes sense. Um, two-quarterback system rarely works out. Um, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, that doesn't sound like the best plan. I don't know if that's what they're going with now or if they're just trying to push the competition. I think Casey's still going to have the edge. I mean, I, I think Purdy's going to have to really outperform him to win that job just because of the experience edge. But if they feel like, I mean, if they're going through these refs in this offense here and now, not talking about last year and throwing touchdowns and all that, um, then maybe they're just going to keep this open. And, and like you said, get Purdy some some opportunities and, and, and evaluate from there. So it's very interesting. We'll take a quick break. we got Evan Bland of the Omaha World up next. Once again, we still have uh, plenty of, of clippings from Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy. So we'll kind of follow along that quarterback competition throughout the show today. But coming up next is Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald on 93.7 The Ticket.